Hello and welcome to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, beautiful ladies and gentlemen, the podcast for African entrepreneurs. I'm Mark Israel, co-founder of Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, business angel, CEO, startup coach, human being, and I have the pleasure of being your host for this special episode. Special? Yeah, you get it, because it's just Jason, Gerald, and I who will talk together to close that funding series we just had. So we had a bunch of episodes with very interesting startupers from the continent and actually a little bit of, you know, the, the borders of the Mediterranean, since we have one uh, lady from Tel Aviv, uh, but the rest were coming from mainland Africa. However, uh, we went over the funding and funding is, is well, and I, I think that everybody agrees that money is something that, you know, we need to have to run a company somehow. Uh, not only to run a company, but to live a life, okay? as long as you want to eat and, and find shelter and everything. So, so I think that during those five episodes, and if you haven't listened to them, I really urge you to do so. Okay, They are um, available and they're available forever. Can we imagine that? And so we're going to dive in the next uh, 20, 25 minutes um, with Jason and Gerald around, you know, their key findings, my key findings, and really the kind of, you know, what do you need to remember if you don't have time to go over those three hours of, of recordings? So without further ado, let's go. Who wants to start? Jason, Gerald? Uh, well, Jason raised his hands. So let's go with Jay. So Jay, what did you get out from those interviews, your key, key takeaways, the things that really blew your mind away? Mark. Yeah, uh, yeah you're back. <laughs> thanks for that intro. And yeah, definitely a great season um, understanding um, about funding from successful startups who have been through the process and got funding. So was really key insights and, and coming from the horse's mouth, as they say. So definitely some, some key insights that I took away. Firstly, one of the main things is that funding we think of as this one-off event oh, you're going through funding, oh, oh, how many times have you raised? But it's not, what I took from this, it is a journey. It is something that if you need funding now and you're going out to look for, for investors, it's too late. You should have been having these relationships and building these relationships long before you actually need the funding. You know, a few times in the, in the, in the podcast, we referred to it as getting an investor is like getting married. Well, you don't propose the first day you meet them. You need to get to know them a little. And this is the same with, with investors and funding. You need to build that relationship, build that trust over a longer period of time instead of just knocking on someone's door and expecting them to invest in your company. So th that aspect was, was something that you know was evident in all of the episodes that we listened to. They didn't just knock on the door. They had had these um, investor relationships long before they needed the money. And, 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 and sorry to and, yeah, and sorry to interrupt, but okay. I think I, I, I like the uh, the parallel with uh, the wedding, and because well, <laughs> for our listeners, just Jason is a newlywed. Mm. <laughs> so he, yes, he hasn't uh, discovered yet the dark side of the force. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I think I think you're right in the fact that, as you said, you don't propose the first date. You date first. You 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 learn each other before, before knowing that there is a real fit. And I think that's, 
That's exactly. something that you know it needs to, to be put in the brain of, of every entrepreneur now on, on the journey is that hey, it, it, it requires time. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to date first to in order to be able to get married. I'm sorry to interrupt, but you know I couldn't. couldn't no, no, I completely agree. And uh, yep, thank, thanks for that. Uh, as you mentioned, recently married, so comparing it to marriage was was quite one and. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, we were together 13 years before I proposed uh, or got married. So yeah, you need to build that relationship long before you, you go down on one knee. You need to make sure, because one of the things as well that was mentioned is that, you know, a lot of the time we spend a lot of focus on our customers as startups. As entrepreneurs, we obsessed about who's our customer, knowing them inside and out, having personas, knowing what they want and what they dislike. But, well, the same effort and you know, that understanding and information should be with the investors as well. This is a long-term relationship. This can make or break your company. So you need to know, is this investor a good fit? Are they the right person? And the only way to know that is to have a relationship and do some due diligence. Um, so an another key takeaway for me. And then, um, you know, I know there's so much more that, that we can discuss, but one of the other facts before I think uh, Gerald is, is gonna jump in here with his, one of the, the key aspects about all of this, you know, in terms of having the preparation done and all of these elements, I think if I could boil it down to one thing over the whole series, um, it was trust. Building trust, having the trust in your organization, whether it's having a data room that's well organized and having all the information, building trust with the different entrepreneurs, or even a key one, great takeaway for some of the entrepreneurs out there, is getting referrals from other investors. You know, when an investor tells his investor colleague that, oh, this is a company I'm investing in, they already automatically yeah. have more trust. So I think if you can take one thing away from the series is build trust and build it early. I, I think you're right. And, and I go, I think that it goes with the, the dating parallel. So you date and, and while dating, you build trust. No, but you, you learn to know each other. And I, and of course, you know, it's, it's like, a, yeah. I think that no, I'm not enough on the date, uh, but I think that you're completely right. G, Gerald, what did you, what did you took away from all those conversations? Um, first of all, uh, thanks for this very energetic intro, Mark. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a little while we don't encounter you like this. And it's been a little while we don't do a, a founder series. So I'm very happy to, be, to be back with you guys and, uh, and having a, Having a chat, it reminds me of our of our beginnings, you know, hundreds of episodes back when we just started our first couple of episodes and it was just us. When we were um, when, when when we were rehearsed, not, not rehearsing, when we we're recording our lunches. <laughs> that we never yeah, that yeah. we never edited. Hopefully, you know what? You know, you <laughs> escaped the founder series of a lunch. You know, it's a great thing. <laughs> Maybe we yeah. should do that anyway someday, but uh, that's another thing. But anyway, yeah, happy to be back. This funding series was really, really insightful. I think that the founders we have on board are are amazing individuals and are there. They are really looking looking ahead to a uh, to a bright future. I, I, I believe each and every one of those of those startups. Um, one thing that really struck me and. This I could observe that to every single one of the of the found of the founders that we we have interviewed for the series, is the clarity of the mind. 
that they have. I, I could pick that up for every single one of them. Like yeah. it would be like one common denominator. Yeah. They knew, right. first of all, they knew perfectly their business, perfectly their own data. They have researched their markets and they know exactly like what is their next step? What are they looking for in terms of funding? I mean, everybody wants funding. Everybody wants money. I mean, Mark, you want money. I want money. Everybody wants money. But how much money do you want and how much money do you need and what you're going to do with it are three important questions you need to answer in, 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 your, in your funding quest. And uh, each and every one of them had that clarity in mind. Like, this is, this is our business. This is our competitive landscape. And this is what we are, are looking for to grow our business. So I think the, it is very important for, for founders and startups to, to have this clear in mind, you know, mm -hmm. uh, in their funding journey. Mm -hmm. another, another key point, which I, which I found like very interesting. Um, one, I believe it was Victor from Duca who said, create traction in your business. If you are going down the funding, the funding line, uh, make sure that your business have some sort of traction that mm -hmm. you have validated uh, at least a, a, a minimal viable uh, proof of concept. So I think um, this is also a, a very important point. It's good that your business has track record. We're not talking, obviously, we're not talking about having 10 years track record even if it's three months of track record and uh, you can show that you can sell, you can show that your operational processes actually function, these gets investors a little bit less nervous uh, and actually like show them that the, the whole machinery is working and you as the, as the driver of the machine, well, you know how to make it, to make it run. So this, I believe it's, yeah. a, it's another key point that, uh, that came up there. Uh, Jason, mentioned, uh, Jason mentioned the deal room. This is a topic that, uh, that came up quite uh, recently. Like we, we haven't talked about it before this funding series. I think the, the deal room was, was, something, was something new that we started discussing here. And maybe we will, in other episode or, or, or in a masterclass, talk a little bit more about that deal room because it's, it's super important. Uh, just to remind the, the audience and for those who haven't listened yet to the, to the episode, the deal room is that space uh, where all your um, financial performance and all uh, data about your company is put there. And uh, whenever you, you need to connect to an investor, you just send them this link. It could be a Google OneDrive or whatever it is. You send them this link, they get into there and they see all your data. Super well organized and structured and this gives them a deeper visibility into your, into your company. And my last point would be uh, another point that was raised by one of the founders. She says, master the art of storytelling. Yeah. You stole this one. Shit, the I was about to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's, that's, uh, that's the irony of being third. Yeah, but go ahead. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, you know, um, you can have a great product, a great team, 
great idea, but if you, you cannot articulate it, um, people won't understand what you are up to and you won't go very far. So mastering the art of storytelling so that you can, first of all, sell yourself as a founder and then sell whatever the product or service or, or idea that you want to, to bring to, to, to the world. So yeah, those are those are my my key points throughout those three years. You know. Yeah, we'll 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 come back to some. I think that um, that one I would like to expand on a few of them. But yeah, so let let, let me jump on this uh, storytelling piece. I think that was a that was an interesting one actually, and that's why I wanted to mention it. Uh, and I'm glad that you did um, because it's something that that I've been basically teaching to startups as well. I'm coaching about the art of storytelling and, and explaining that they need to tell a story, that stories have played during humankind history and, and the whole well, the, the whole professional space as well as um, is, is really, really key to trans, transfer a message, to, to tell something, to, to, to create emotions and, and call to action. Um, and I was, I was quite surprised actually and, and and yeah a couple of them actually talked about storytelling and the fact that you need to weave in that story and be able to, to tell it and I think that you mentioned that they knew their business and I think that's the way that they have really I would say their story under their skin so that well it just they, they all became master storytellers they tell their story the way that they have lived it and I think that's that's an important piece um Something to, to build on what you guys said, um, I think that what, I, that what surprised me as well across all of them was the theme of we need to know the investors and therefore you need to carry due diligence on investors. Okay, Due diligence is a, is a, is a term that the investors world is using because when we, when, before we invest in a company, we carry out due diligence. And meaning that, yeah, we go to the deal room or the data room that we call it sometimes, uh, and we dig into you know, the financials, uh, any, uh, in, any people on, on the cap table, uh, any relationships and everything. So the whole, the whole bits and bytes of the company. But never appeared to me that startups and, and companies need to do due diligence on the investors as well. And I think that's that's the dating and the trust building as well. But yeah, and you need to learn who is going to invest because investors don't just bring money. They bring money, they bring network, they bring knowledge. Sometimes they bring pain in the ass people as well, you know, and having a painful guy, a painful director sitting on your board just because the guy wants to product his money or her money, you know, it can be really, really painful the whole year so you need to carry out due diligence don't take money just hey you know somebody wants to give me a million dollars let me take that million dollars that could be a curse to, to the businesses so i think that's a that's another key aspect that that i was surprised actually to hear that hey you know dd or due diligence yeah you need to do that both ways um last point and again it was mentioned a couple of times um knowing the business is okay it, it's important it's great but track your metrics know your metrics you know of course yeah you need to know your revenue you need to know your profit you know those kind of financial numbers but what are you tracking progress on okay i think that's something that we hear a lot so because the moment you present to an investor 
you need to be on top of the game. Hey, this is a growth from, uh, I don't know, a followership, uh, the growth on number of contracts that we sign, number of customers that we have, uh, cost of acquisition per customer, um, you know, average basket per customer, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, and maybe that it's not a 20 or 40 different metrics, but it's a, a packet of those, you know, maybe 10, 15, but know them, be able to articulate why they matter to your business, how you're tracking them on a weekly, daily, whatever basis, um, and, and, and be able to articulate that into your story. Because at the end of the day, funding is, hey, we're going to give you money. Okay, we know that uh, we're not going to get our money back anytime soon. It's a long-term horizon, but we want to be able to, to, to be able to track your progress. And I think that's, a, that's something that, that, that struck me as well, that I knew coming from the corporate world, you know, we are with dashboards and, 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 and stuff like that all day long. Uh, but coming from startups, I think that that's very insightful as well that, hey, you know what, big business, small business, same thing, track your metrics, okay? Um, I may want to come back a little bit quickly on, on, on what you guys said, so, um, and, and maybe going to, to Jason, the relationship piece. Um, and maybe, I don't know if you can maybe elaborate a little bit, you know, uh, because as you said, it was mentioned from almost everybody. So uh, was there a couple of things that were really, really key to you in building that relationship and building that trust? Yeah, and I... I definitely agree that there's a there's there's a lot um, that we've spoken about that we can deep dive on pretty much all of it. So yeah. um, one of the pieces that I I think is so key is is that aspect of of relationships and building that trust because it links to all of them. Um, as you say, one of the things I think is important is having the vision and preparation beforehand because it is so difficult to start doing it you know, three quarters of the way down the line, trying to go back on yourself and be like, okay, what is our key metric? Or what is, you know, what are we putting? How are we structuring this? If you have that vision from while you're building it and you are taking the right steps, even if you're not ready for funding, but you're, you know your funding landscape, you know what kind of investors are, are looking out there, who's investing in your sector, this is all making it easier for you when you do get to that stage. So, I think it's, it's the ability to have that long-term vision throughout the process. And look, guys, it is so difficult. I mean, startups are difficult at the best of times. And then you add this complicated layer on top and you know, it, it becomes like this huge monster. But if you have that from the beginning, you know what you're doing, you know that you're eventually going to need to raise um, and you plan for it it makes the journey that little bit smoother. Not to say that it's gonna be easy, as, as we heard from all of them, uh, it never, it's never easy. But um, you, know, you mentioned Victor and that, there's things that you can do to help ease your journey. Yep, that's, that's, I, I, love, I love this vision and I love the fact that if you have the vision, it, it will help create that, that kind of relationship with the investor because you're taking a long-term stance. It's really looking at, we, we know that you know, if, if I take my case, business angel investing is, is a long-term play. It's five year minimum, 10 years sometimes. So it's a long-term. And if you are able to articulate that five-year, 10-year vision, then we're onto something because we know that we're going to put our, our money in somebody or in a team that, that at least want to, to reach that thing. We know that you know, vision evolves. You know, you know, two years ago when we launched <laughs> the, the podcast, you know, it was before, just before um, the, the, the COVID crisis. So yeah, 
completely agree. And, and, and Gerald, on the, um, coming back to you, so you, you talked about Deuteroo. Um, tell us a bit more, because I think that's, a, that's something, again, my, my experience has shown that, well, there are very, very good Deuterooms. There are very poor ones, and some guys don't even have one. So what, what your key takeaways, and I know that, you know, you've been in that, well, in that journey as well of growing Maurice's conscious back in time. So, but let, yeah, let, let's, let's hear from you around, you know, what, what were your key things that you heard that you may have discovered or that, that surprised you about the guru? Yeah, one of the key things is like what from my personal uh, journey is like, if you think one day you will just sit down and, and, and create everything and you will have ready your deal room i think this is this is one way of doing it and then there is the the other way which is like set up the structure and that can be something as as sensible simple as okay today i'm going to open my google drive i'm going to create a folder that is called deal room and in that folder i'm going to create my first subfolder call it i don't know registration documents where you put all the legal documentations of your of your company. Boom, done. This took you 10 minutes. You keep going running your business. A couple of days later, you, you keep building into that deal room. Okay, now it's gonna be the all my financial statement of the past five years I'm operating. Boom, another folder done. You do that over a month, boom, you have your your, your deal room completed. But if you think of it, okay, I need to do the deal room and I need to find all of these documents and I need to put them together and collate them and put them. If you look at the problem as a whole, the first thing you will do, you will be like, I'm going to do it later. Yeah. And then six months down the road, you still don't have a deal room. A yeah. deal room sorry. You still, you don't have anything. And now opportunities are showing up. Like, hey, I've got, mm -hmm. I've got this money from this investor. Ah, yep. Okay, let's now run, let's now start running and, and putting things together. So where I'm coming from is like, it's a, it's a pain in the ass work to do. Let's call it <laughs> how it is. Yeah, let's call it a spade a spade. Yeah, exactly. It's a pain in the ass work to do. But if you do it like one step at a time, 1% win every day, well, at the end of the year, you would have 365% win. So just yeah. that would be my advice. Take it one step at a time. Do it, do it slowly, but like, do it little by little. No, don't, don't, don't think like you will sit down and then gather everything and then you will create your deal room and that will be done. You can do that. It's also hard. It is as hard as doing it a little bit every day. I think it's even harder because yeah. it takes you more time. Yeah. It's, it's not. Let's let's. It's not a creative thing to do. You know. Yeah, I completely agree with you there, Gerald. I completely agree. I think um, it also harks back to having that ability to have the, you know, the vision for preempting that kind of thing. But also one of the things I found really interesting was um, having the opportunity to, to see quite a few deal rooms um, and screening them and looking deep diving into them. If you take the analogy, and thankfully it's not about dating this time, it is about a car, so... <laughs> probably worse, but look, it is the ability to look under the hood of a company. 
if you see mm -hmm. a structured approach, if you see everything's in line, there's a, you know, there is a method to all of it, there's processes, there's an understanding, you have confidence, okay, this guy's organized, this, uh, this person is able to, you know, to access that information or able to understand where their company is going. If you open the hood of a car and you just see an absolute mess and you're looking for things, there's no logic or structure, it kind of puts you off. So the deal room is your way of saying, I've got all my ducks in a row, I'm organized, and this is me presenting my company to you. Yeah, yeah, you're completely right. Well, you, you know, you know the- may, Yeah, please, may, please go ahead. Um, also the way you are structuring your deal room, like think of it like what story you want to tell. And, and yeah. here also we're connecting storytelling part, like uh, sure. what is the objective of your deal room? What, what do you want? Company A, company B, company C, three deal rooms, same objective, like help uh, investors understand what is behind the hood. But at the end of the day, like the stories of, the, of, of three different companies will be told differently. So you sure. yourself as the founder, when you are structuring your deal room is like, okay, what is the data flow that I am foreseeing? And what is the story I want to tell about my company, you know? Um, so this is where you can get creative as, as founders. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think you're right. And, 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 um, and, and you're spot on on the fact that actually, uh, you know what? Um, we're getting close to the end. Oop, uh, already, I know, you know, time flies as always, you know, we. We think about, ah, oh, I'm gonna really feel 30 minutes. Ah, that's tough. No, and after 28 says, ooh, 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 we need to wrap up. Um, but yeah, and I, I wanted to close and I will, because I, I spoke last. So, well, actually the exception of the introduction. Um, I just want to close giving my key stuff. And actually, thanks again, Gerald, because you stole my idea about storytelling. Uh, but I think that to me, the key thing, but no, but you wrapped it up nicely is that the story need to be weaved in many, many, many aspects of what you're doing. Deal room, put the story in the deal room, the way that it's structured. Yeah, you will, you know, just, you know, be, be different. Uh, and I think that's great. But I think that if, if, if anybody can tell their story in a beautiful way, in a human way, and in a real way, don't invent stuff, don't make it cheesy, just make it real, then you will just stand out of the crowd. I think that's, that's to me, uh, important. Your key takeaways, your top, top key takeaways, guys, before we close. Build trust early trust. and uh, have the vision, yeah. Cool. J, G. Be prepared for a marathon. <laughs> it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, yeah. Uh, it's, it's an ultrathon, actually. It's a... It's a crazy trail. Uh, yeah, it's a ultra trail. Okay, cool. Guys, thanks very much. Um, once again, it was a blast. Well, at least for our perspective that I hope that you over uh, listening to us uh, had, had a blast as well. Um, so thanks very much. Thank you uh, very much, Jason and Gerald, for um, you know spend spend that time together or spending by the way, spending that time. And thanks to all of you, our beautiful audience who tuned up and are listening to this founders episode, debriefing and wrapping up about the funding series. And by the way, stay tuned. We have another funding series that will start anytime soon. Now from the other side, 
from the investor side. So we're going to have a couple of venture capitalists, you know, fund managers, business angels. So the big boys who have the money. So, and we'll hear from their perspective. And so for the moment, you've been listening to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, the podcast for African entrepreneurs. I'm Mark Israel, the co-founder and CEO of Talk Collective, the company that which is behind, not me, but uh, ETA or Enterprise Talk Africa. And today we had the immense pleasure of hosting the three co-founders, you know, Jason, Gerald and I, uh, who debriefed about the funding series, the last series of the podcast that we had over the last six weeks. And so you'll be able to find all the links and everything in the show notes. We'll put everything that we said. And we have a surprise, but we're not going to disclose the surprise because, hey, you know, it's a surprise. So stay tuned and don't forget, put us five stars, please. Five, five, not four, not six. Five is your number, okay? So put five stars. The fact that you put five stars help us greatly. So please do it. Otherwise, we'll quit. Well, if you want us to quit, you put one star. But if you want us to continue, put five stars. So thank you in advance. See you next week in the next episode for more inspirations and action from across the African continent. Oh.